1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 267 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked! We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable, and this is the last episode of 2017.
0: So our anniversary podcast is going to roll into the next year. Well,
1: I mean, Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's well, not candy-coated or anything.
1: No. No, we're, we're, we're terrible podcast hosts. We're, but
0: we're not terrible. You knew that already. We're dealing with toddler life. And hashtag toddler life. No, yeah. it should be hashtag sick toddler life.
1: Man, wait, wait, poor guy. He got an ear infection just in time for Christmas, and now he has some raging viral rash just in time for New Year's Day. Yeah, kid Can, cannot catch a break. I feel so bad for him.
0: No, but maybe by kindergarten he's immune to everything.
1: That's that's the silver lining, I guess.
0: <laughs> if there is one. <laughs> Other than the poor fact guy. that our, he was our, so our
1: miserable today.
0: Our poor kid looks like um, we like threw him in a bed of ants.
1: <laughs> no, it's too big to be ant bites. It looks like he got mauled by a mosquito with rabies. <laughs> Which is a good comic book. Actually, I think that was a terrible sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mosquito Man. <Bzzz>. Um, <laughs> that movie shouldn't have just been just about... Just when you thought
0: it was okay to go to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It shouldn't have just, instead of like biting people, it should have just buzzed everybody's ears. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> was, ah, Get out of here. <laughs> it's like when you just are falling asleep and the stupid buzzing sound... Starts mm-hmm. buzzing in your ear right as you're like half asleep, half awake, and you're like, "Dang it!"
1: Right, exactly. And you
0: start swatting at the invisible bug.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that
0: should be his other power. He's invisible.
1: Oh, okay. The invisible mosquito man. That's right. Yep.
0: Here to haunt your ears. <laughs>
1: Bzzz. Bzzz. What is buzz? Every now and then in the episode, what is random with buzz?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Bzzz. Bzzz. <laughs> especially when people are listening in stereo when in their headphones I mean like <laughs> when it's talking and one of us just go like, what
0: what <laughs> can i do this <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she just tried to do the doppler effect with her microphone i don't we'll, we'll see how <laughs> it turns out when i edit <laughs> excuse me um that's pretty nuts, but anyway. So we're going to cover the last, last two main Wolverine books of the year, and then at the end of the episode, we're mm-hmm. going to announce some of our 2017 Wolvie award nominations.
0: Oh, we're doing that in this one too.
1: It's the nominations. Oh. Okay. And then the 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 next episode we do, we'll do the Winners. the actual award show. Okay. But I want to do the nominations and then also give people a chance to add to them and oh. or vote on the ones we suggest.
0: I like that idea. So
1: that way people can be involved. I know uh, Georgie and Andrew are both looking forward to having their voice heard. So uh, oh. and other people can also jump in.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah. So we'll do that at the end of the episode. Okay. But before we get to the comics, we also have a little bit of news in a way. We have um, news? Yeah, just kind of a little bit. Um, you know, we we know that... Uh, Are you
0: paying me now? What? Am I getting a salary now?
1: No, that is not the news.
0: Oh, dang.
1: <laughs> I put Reese's Pieces in your stocking, doesn't that? Or Reese's Peanut Butter, the little mini cups.
0: That was Christmas, dude. Yeah. That's not payment. Oh, oh, oh. Bzzz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we know that uh, regular man Logan is coming back. Yes. And we knew, we've talked about on a couple of previous episodes, that his return or where is Wolverine would be found in the backups of key Marvel issues, like backup stories.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And we also know that in Legacy Number One, Logan had an Infinity Gem or Infinity Stone that he was carrying around with him. Right or that he's got. And so we've had a few more clues kind of brought together. Um, So regular man Logan will be showing up in the Infinity Countdown series with some other people who are looking for the Infinity Stones.
0: Is that him on the cover?
1: Yeah, yeah. So on the cover of the latest Marvel Legacy Previews, issue number six, we have the Nick Bradshaw cover to Infinity Countdown number one, and we have... Logan popping out of the Infinity Gauntlet along with I uh, looks like Super Scroll, Gamora, uh Blue Dude and is Captain that his Marvel. Name? Blue Dude? I would I would assume so. Yeah. Bzzz. I think he's one of the uh the elders.
0: Is that Logan's new wardrobe?
1: Well it just is regular this is street clothes.
0: No, that's not street clothes. Yeah it is. No.
1: Yeah, it's a western shirt with a cowboy hat. That's typical Logan fair.
0: Mm. That's his Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, sure. Then we also have Loki standing above the Infinity Gauntlet. So anyway, that's the Nick Bradshaw cover. So we know then that, that Logan's return will be wrapped up in Infinity now. Okay. And that's kind of where we might see some of that. So there's an Infinity Countdown Prime by... Uh, Gary Dugan and Mike Diodato. Um and then there's the Infinity Countdown by Dugan and Aaron Cooter who of course they kicked off all new Guardians of the Galaxy which is wrapping up Okay. and then Infinity will kind of be the big story that comes out of the Guardian story so and apparently it's going to involve Lugan so okay and we also, I was kind of complaining and or worried about having to buy a bunch of comics I didn't want, but, excuse me, if this issue the previews is correct, then the Logan backup stories, at least for this first section, are all the stuff I already get. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> so awesome. there's going to be one in Incredible Hulk number 714, which is also the, the beginning of World War Hulk 2. That's interesting. Amadeus returning to Earth. Um, and then, oh, by the way, Weapon H is also starting. Uh, who cares? Um, a new Mutants miniseries. That's pretty cool. Uh, then we have the whole Doctor Strange Damnation thing. Daredevil 600. All of which sound fun. Um, uh, that going? And then another Where is Wolverine backup story takes place and the Invincible Iron Man number five ninety eight, which I also get, and um, really digging that Tony. Where is Tony Stark story right now? Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I got some Spider Man stuff here, Venom stuff. Um, la 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 la. Uh, we have old man, old man Hawkeye, which also is coming out. Um, the other. Other one mentioned here is X Men Red number two, which I'm looking forward to hopefully being the best X Men book <laughs> because it's got a great creative team uh, with Tom Taylor and Mahmoud Azrar. Um, and a guy I haven't seen in a while, Travis Charest doing the cover. So that that's cool. I remember, remember him from way back uh, when he took over Wildcats and Image. So I haven't seen. I haven't kept up with him a whole lot. I don't know what else he's done since then. But um, so anyway, that's where where regular Wolverine Logan is going to be showing up, uh, in those backups, and then in the new Infinity Countdown story. All right. So there you have it. You ready to talk about this this week's comics? Let's last do it. Couple weeks. All right. This is. Here we go. <laughs> So first up, we have All New Wolverine number 28, which is the Orphans of X part something. uh, Part, part four. Two. Wow, already part There's four. There's already four parts? Yeah, already part four.
0: I don't even, re- if you ask me to break it down, I don't think I could break down more than two.
1: No, but it's been a good story so far. Yeah. So um, anyway, this is uh, written by Tom Taylor with art by Juan Cabal. Colors by Nolan Woodard. Leonard is by VCs Corey Pettit. woohoo, <laughs> And the cover is by Elizabeth Torque and Nolan Woodard. Um, and this cover, I kind of alternate, alt, alternate, yeah, alternately, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, kind of alternate, I kind of both.
0: <laughs> you flip-flop.
1: I kind of both love and don't care for parts of it. Um, I've been really, really enjoying Torx covers for Marvel. I'd um, actually love to see maybe a, an interior art book. Did she do Elektra? I don't remember. I bought the first issue, and it was good, but it didn't quite make my budget cut. I'm hoping to catch it on uh, Marvel Unlimited eventually. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Um, but anyway, I've been really enjoying her covers, but... Uh, this one, there's parts of it I really like. It's pretty dynamic with the sword. So basically it's the... the I always forget how to pronounce it. The Mirumosa blade. Mir, mir, the Mimosa blade. The Mimosa blade. Yeah, the Mimosa blade cutting through Wolverine's claws and the adamantium. And I've got to say I, I like kind of how the blade is dynamic. And I like Wolverine's facial expression. The only part I don't like is it's, it seems to be cutting the claws into pieces, almost like there was two blades. Yes. Instead of one swipe. And then the other thing I don't really care for is it doesn't really look like there's any bone. Like So like basically you see the claw and you see the inside of the claw. Right. And I kind of like the fact that you see like the blood and the marrow, but it almost looks like they just lumped blood together and coated that with adamantium. There's nothing inside the adamantium except for the blood and the marrow.
0: Yeah, in fact that's the only part of this cover that I'm just not digging. I like her but I don't like her claws and I don't like the fake pink blood that's squirting out of it.
1: Oh, I don't mind a little Liberty with the color to make it a little bit less graphic. I don't mind that. Um, But They put
0: black lipstick on her and then they're going to use pink blood. It's not black lipstick. Yes, it is.
1: I don't know. I think it's just shadow. Shading. But either way, it it feels like the claws have no substance on the inside. So that that part is kind of weird. But other than that, it's a, a pretty well drawn cover, I think.
0: Plus, I don't like how everything's super tight on her, except we're super
1: baggy sweeps. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I just don't see Wolverine wearing like the peasant jacket top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Well, what happens in all new Wolverine number twenty-eight? A lot. A lot does happen. Yeah. We.
0: Uh... So if you remember, we're at Lawrence aunt's house and her mom has come back to her um, and she heard commotion out on the street so she tells Gabby to watch her family she's going to investigate and that's when she runs into Dawkin who has escaped from this house not too far down the street Mm -hmm. they amputated his arm tortured him he used a dog as a weapon Um, yeah a lot of stuff has gone down
1: yeah. So this issue we pick up
0: we pick up and
1: there's some orphans of ex-scientists and, and they're, they're
0: they're melting something down.
1: They're melting down the uh the mimosa blade and making other weapons, i.e. bullets out of it.
0: Right. And we have a weird Han Solo moment in this book. <laughs> Uh, one
1: yes. of the scientists goes, I love you. And the other one goes, I know. Yeah. So they've been getting chummy in the lab. Um, so then we go back and we meet our Wolverine family. And they're waiting for a ride to Madripoor. And we have a pretty kind of interesting discussion about like healing factors and how dangerous this blade actually is. Because Laura's relatives are like, well, if it cuts you... Can't you, uh, so she explains like the blade is made of Wolverine's soul and other mystical things and it can cut through adamantium and it also stops their healing factor. Right. Where it slices.
0: They actually get, I I think it's funny because I had to giggle because I couldn't decide if the writer was trying to give me like. You know when you're writing a story and you're like, I have to set these rules so that when we do it later, people go, oh, I see what you did there. And so they're literally like, so if you get your finger cut off, you can't grow it back. But if you cut off your hand where your finger was cut off, your whole hand would grow back. And they were like, yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, no, I never thought of that. Yeah. (laughs) Basically.
0: and, And then they're like, so if we get. You know, stabbed. We have to cut out the tissue around the stab wound, yeah, so that we can heal. Right. And of course, Dawkins throws in the flaw, like, yeah, except don't get stabbed in the heart or, or the, the head. Brain.
1: Yeah. So I. You can't cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Physically. So. And then Gabby's like, "Well, if I get cut exactly in half, will there be two of me?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, well, both sides heal. Which I've always kind of wondered that too. <laughs> Like
0: Like a centipede or a lizard that grows its tail back.
1: So I really like what Taylor does here. Because basically, like you said, he sets up the rules. Right. He reminds you of the history. And it's setting up a serious story. But I think it feels like he's also kind of poking fun at it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, and Gabby helps to poke fun at it.
1: Right. It's almost like, yeah, this is a really gritty story, but don't take it too serious. But I feel like that's been Taylor's strength, kind of all along. Yeah, he's telling these really super stories that maybe in previous, like old, not old man, but old Logan stories, when he was Wolverine, would have been really like gritty and yes dark. But he he tells kind of the same serious stories, but with a lighter tone that fits Laura, and I just I think that's one of his greatest strengths as, in writing this book is the ability to mix those two elements. Yes. And does a really good job here. But then what happens?
0: Well, then the Orphans of X find them.
1: With their Orphan of X logoed helicopters and missiles. Yes. <laughs> so they Man, have, they have quite a have, budget.
0: Yeah. They have more <laughs> money than they know what to do with. This is a cult right here.
1: Yeah. i got to say, I love this panel of the missile firing yeah and Cabal has been doing some interesting things with like his onomatopoeia and his sound effects, but in this one, the missile shoots off, but instead of there being like a foosh sound effect, like the foosh is made out of the smoke of the missile, like it's kind of like spells it out. It's really cool, I really like it,
0: yeah, so you find out that they melted down the sword and made bullets,
1: yep,
0: and can gets shot, yeah. And Laura grabs him, and she tells Gabby, she has the foresight to be like, find the bullet, because it went through him. Right. And so Gabby and Jonathan dig through the sand, and they're like, hey, look, the Calvary's coming. So their ride is coming to get him.
1: Yep, and it's the X-Men Blackbird.
0: Yep. So they get picked up. The Blackbird flies fast enough away that they lose the orphans of X. And they realize Dawkins been hit with a bullet made from the mimosa blade.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are we just going to call it that from now on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so um, basically Laura goes, this is going to hurt because I got to cut all the tissue around it so that you can heal. And he's like, eh, wouldn't be the first time I was stabbed today. <laughs> <laughs> so Dawkins, while he's healing, he's being comforted by Laura's aunt. Mm-hmm. Is that his aunt? Yep. And he's getting kind of chummy. And uh, I I love this part with Dawkin because he says, uh, as a general rule, I try not to show up and shoot family members when I'm trying to make a good impression. And Laura steps in and goes, Dawkin, don't. Take your charming smile and shove it back into your face. <laughs> it's
1: a great line. I love great it. line, yeah.
0: I told Jason I think I said that to a lot of guys When I was a single mom
1: (laughs) (laughs) But not me Nope not you I broke through her rough crunchy exterior
0: I I did have a rough crunchy exterior
1: (laughs) I knew there was gooey peanut butter In the middle
0: Gross
1: Oh wait (laughs) You can edit that out Never mind just keep going (laughs) Um, Am I mentioning lately How much I love Gabby's hoodie I do too yeah, so it's like the Wolverine mask on the, on a sweatshirt. I kind of want it.
0: <laughs> Ethan would wear it. He'd never take it off. Right, exactly. And then it would smell really like <laughs> 11-year-old boy.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, we find out that the black bird is actually danger, and she's in there flying around. Um, and Gabby talks to to Dawkin, and she needs a new code name, and he gives her one. And what is it?
0: honey badger yeah because she's sweet
1: but she has claws
0: but she has claws and it's I, go ahead I actually
1: kind of like this but i can't mentally quite separate from that guy from lsu who was the heisman oh candidate. and his name was, was the honey, honey badger. badger yeah
0: well it's great because laura goes that's and you expect her to say stupid right and I love this bottom panel. because Koshiga, Gabby says, is perfect. And you can see her daydreaming. Right. And it's all, I'm assuming these are all old yeah, logan like covers. Classic
1: Wolverine covers, but they say Honey Badger. And they have Gabby on them. And honestly, I'd like, to, like, they're kind of obscured by kind of her imagination. Right. Vision. But i kind of like to see, like, just the regular drawings of these that we know Cabal made. So I think it'd be cool to just see the actual covers, like fake covers.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: And I really like the one because you kind of have to pay attention to it. But there's one based on Incredible Hulk 181, which is Wolverine's first appearance. And it says the honey badger versus the Hulk. And where the Wendigo or Wendigo would be on that cover. There's a stack of papers and there's an arrow that talks about homework.
0: Where are you seeing that? Right
1: there, down there at the very, very bottom. It talks about the terror. I can't even actually read it at all. And it talks about something, something homework. And so where Wendigo would be on that cover is a pile of paper. It's really great.
0: Wow. I should read the comics with my glasses on. (laughs) Probably. That should just be my rule of thumb in general when I try to read.
1: Well, anyway, they decide that the orphans of X are tracking them, and they decide maybe is not the best place to go, so they detour to Tokyo. Lots of Tokyo in this episode, just FYI.
0: Lots of Tokyo. Yeah. But they can't wander around the top side of Tokyo, so they go into the sewers, yeah. which I was really hoping to see what the hell had the tail.
1: Yeah, there's like a random like right, snake, rat, lizard tail.
0: It's Actually, it looks like a dinosaur. It was like it a little does. raptor
1: crawling around the sewer.
0: There's a velociraptor hiding by. Yeah. There. There's a wolverine raptor.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. A know.
0: Jonathan raptor. <laughs> the amazing raptorine. <laughs> um, they so while they're walking <laughs> around the sewers, Gabby decides she's gonna like write this whole backstory.
1: I love this part. Yeah and yeah. so she's like Dawkins is like uh, we need disguises and she's gonna be uh, he goes, I will be Fleur Ramsey fighting a constant struggle for artistic expression against my parents who want me to join the family law firm and Dawkins like we don't need backstories
0: <laughs> yeah but what cracks me up is she she Goes into this whole backstory thing. And then when you turn the page, they're dressed in their disguises.
1: Which was right out of like a bad anime. <laughs>
0: it's like, no, it's a bad cosplay.
1: Maybe, but they don't look like anything in particular. No. I mean, I guess. maybe they' homage is cosplay. Yeah. But anyway, they go to the...
0: Even Jonathan is in a dog costume. Oh,
1: I didn't even notice that. Yes, he is. That's funny. Okay. Anyway, they go to the Miryamasa house and seeking the master, and they have to reveal who they are. And he's like, "I know. What are you doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> and they're showing the bullet, and he's pretty pissy about it. Like, this is not why I did this.
0: Well, and he also said, "This isn't what I created." Right. Like he's yeah. he's mad that they mutated or changed yeah. this thing that he spent so much time on. So he tells them, you know, I may have taken this from Wolverine, but I also created something to protect myself. And he shows them his little blue shield.
1: Yeah, which is made from the better parts of Wolverine's soul. Right. Uh, the protective parts.
0: But he also says... um this can only protect one of you. So, actually, I was very confused on this. Is he doing what he's about to do t- so he can protect all of them? Or, no,
1: because Dawkins says, you yeah, know, only one person can hold it, and also maybe not great against bullets because Kay. it doesn't cover all of you. So he says, well, I can maybe do something else, but I can only do it for one of you, and it requires extreme sacrifice. And Gabby's like, we're pretty good at that. <laughs> Um, I love Gabby, and it says it requires you to be whole. And he looks at Doc, Dokken and Doc is like, "My arm, yeah, he's like, no, no hole in the head. <laughs> like you have a hole yeah. in your head, <laughs> like a hole, black as your soul." Um, I really love this panel—a full-page spread of him getting Doc to meditate, and while he's meditating, kind of over time. We see the arm grow back. So almost like, his, it wasn't his healing factor. He had like a mental block that was keeping his arm from growing back. And so now he's able to do it. I, I, this is a great page. It, looks really it great. is,
0: but I have to say, my very first thought after I looked at this page, Gabby says out loud on the very next page.
1: Oh, Yes. Yeah, so they're walking around days later, and Gabby's like, so do you just keep one tattooist permanently employed? Or (laughs) it would have been great if he said, well, yeah, I got one on retainer. (laughs) It's The guy from that that Dave Navarro show. Right. (laughs) Anyway, they're getting ready to make the sacrifice. It's going to hurt them a lot.
0: So Gabby goes first.
1: Yeah. She's like, I don't feel pain. He's like, you'll feel this. Yeah, You will be.
0: And she actually lets out a little scream. Now, I'd be curious if she let out a scream and then laughed and was like, don't feel it.
1: Yeah. So these Orphan of X guys are all about their logo. This logo is everywhere. They have a big stage. It's on their mask. They even put it on the handle of their guns.
0: You know what? They have a great marketing person. I guess so. Who understands brand identity.
1: (laughs) Brand identity, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and we skipped a part earlier. What? When Laura was talking to her aunt, and she was saying, I can't really blame these guys. I was, I have killed a lot of their families and stuff, and the stuff I did when I was, you know, under the control of the facility, and Laura's aunt is like, yeah, but that's not you. And Laura says, well, then who was it? Right. And she's like, oh, well, well, yeah, but it's not you anymore. Right. And so.
0: And it's a great point because it, we've yeah. all had moments in our life where we're like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Right. And then you look back and maybe years later, you're like, oh, I was not myself. Like I was going through a tough time or um, whatever the case may be. And while your interior guilt tells you yeah no you didn't so suck it up buttercup there is a part of you that's like I'm not that person anymore
1: right but it doesn't free you from all responsibility either so I think it's an interesting conversation that Taylor has between the characters that that says yeah you changed a lot you saved lives but you know maybe it wasn't you per se but you know there is some accountability but they don't need to kill you right (laughs) Then somehow, um, and I'm going to say this continuity trumps all the other books because it's better than all the other books. But um, the Orphans of X have three handguns with three bullets, and they've collected three prisoners who are
0: uh, Lady Deathstrike,
1: uh-huh, Saber Tooth,
0: uh-huh, and Old Man Logan.
1: Yeah, and they shoot them all in the head, just like Doc said. Makes you dead.
0: So, but Old Man Logan obviously survives.
1: And they all do, I would guess, because they're all in other books. But like I said, you know, it's too bad that this isn't the way they get rid of Old Man Logan.
0: (laughs) This would be an awesome (laughs) way to get rid of Old Man Logan.
1: I mean, in theory, excuse me, I'm so sorry. In theory, any of these three characters could be expendable, because we know... or. I guess this one hasn't been confirmed yet. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure Weapon X is getting canceled. It's one of the new cancels. Um, So we could just say, you know, at the end of that book, oh, see, on Wolverine number 28 to see what happens to these characters. So, I mean, it's possible that maybe one of these characters could die for a while. Um, But we'll see, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't care about Lady Deathstrike. I don't care about any of them, so. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me if they're dead dead.
1: Right. All right. Well, what do you think of the art? Loved it. All right, so he's growing on you a little bit because you were kind of lukewarm on him initially.
0: I think this is better than his other ones.
1: All right, fair enough. I think, yeah, I think it's great too. I I like kind of some of the creative stuff he did. But I also just thought, you know, some of the weird faces from the first issue aren't here anymore. Yeah. Um and so yeah. I think I think it's great. I think Woodard's colors look really great at a lot of depth. There's a couple of parts that when they're on the beach where the sunsets maybe could be a little more orange or pink instead of red. But that's a, a very nitpicky.
0: I think it's setting the tone.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So I'm I'm fine with it. Um but then that page of the Blackbird, right, the colors are amazing. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think the book looks great. What do you think of the story as it progresses?
0: Um, I love it. And I love the writing uh for each character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: I think it fits each character very well.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like a couple of things, and this is what you want from your comic writers, right? I feel like the plot moves along. Yes. Right. The story's going and it's interesting. But also, like you just mentioned, all of the character work and conversation and dialogue is also really interesting, even somewhat apart from the plot. Like it's almost like these two different things going on. Yeah. And you have the relationships, and then you also have the story, and they intertwine perfectly. And I just I think this is a great comic book. And even though I don't believe, well, I believe it's possible. I don't think that any of these three. Uh, Wolverines are going to die. Um, it is possible, and it is quite... I don't know if you planned it this way to be, like, the end of the year, because I don't know if Marvel really marks things in years like that. But, you know, for us, being the last issue of the year, is quite a cliffhanger. Yeah. And so, anyway, so we're going to grade on new Wolverine number 28.
0: Six out of six.
1: Yeah, me too. Six out of six claws. This, this book is still... This and Thor and Birthright are like the three perfect comics for me right now. Um, And so yeah, I'm just, I'm loving this book a lot. Um, It's one of my favorites on the shelves, which I'm always happy when Wolverine is is one of my top books. And this definitely is. So hoping this will continue as Wolverine and Honey Badger move to X-Men Red. Hoping that that Book being written by Taylor means they'll correlate, and not that this book's being canceled, but we'll see what happens when when Logan comes back for reals, reals. So, for but, real. but anyway, I'm not gonna worry about that right now. I'm just gonna enjoy how awesome this book is, and it's pretty awesome. Yes. So, cool. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> To uh, Scarlet, San- or not, <laughs> to Old Man Logan, number 32, which is Scarlet Samurai, part 2. Written by, Ed- written by Ed Brisson. Art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin Frank Martin and Carlos Lopez. And letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woo-hoo. And cover by Diodato Jr. and Frank Martin. Is it? And it's a pretty great cover. It's Old Man Logan being onslaughted by ninja weapons.
0: It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. It's like a stark white background with the weapons and then like a trail of, of red blood smoke and then Old Man Logan kind of diagonally in the weapons. And even oh, the, the title is diagonal as well.
0: I thought the trail of blood was Italy or, or Japan.
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know. anyway it's a pretty good cover i thought i enjoyed it
0: it's okay i like it yeah there's nothing that's making me go ooh, but it's nice
1: yeah so i have a little bit of a blunder uh-huh i told denise i would probably have to resign from the podcast mm-hmm. so my biggest gripe about the last issue was that i didn't want Mariko's story to be tainted by meeting Old Man Logan. I just saved that for when Logan comes back, right? But I forgot that she's dead, currently in current continuity, and so what happens in this issue kind of makes it more interesting to me. But we'll kind of get into that. You had to Google it, y'all. I did. I forgot. I mean, it was a long time ago, guys. And I know there's been other stories. When Wolverine hasn't counted her spirit, like Wolverine goes to hell, right? Um, well, that's per, kind of a crucial part, and I just honestly just just plain forgot. <laughs> I mean, she's been dead since the 90s, y'all. That's a long time in comic books.
0: That is a long time. Yeah.
1: So but anyway, some time ago, we see that we have Gorgon resurrecting a body, and... The, the very badly uh, not so well hidden reveal. It's a female figure, very reminiscent of Electra, which this whole story very reminiscent of when Electra is resurrected by the hand and, and goes after a daredevil. Um, so basically there's a female figure resurrected and we see old man Logan goes to a funeral of the guy that Silver Samurai threw off the roof Yep, And he's going to grill the wife. He offers his services to try to find out what happened in this alleged suicide, if she will help him. And he also happens to pass by Mariko's grave. Yep. So, have some bad memories. Then we go back to the Yoshida Corporation, where Gorgon and his female conspirator are going to find a new scientist to make Regenex or Regenex or however you want to say it. And they're going to give it to their undead hand soldiers as well. Yep. To make an army. So so basically what happens is instead of turning to dust, the hand ninjas just can re-hill. heal. Yeah.
0: Bet that saves on a lot of cleaning.
1: Yeah, you know. I wonder if the hand have like official licensed dustpans and brooms. Ooh, Ollie would love a hand broom.
0: <laughs> Oliver just loves <laughs> brooms.
1: He does. Guy loves brooms, if you've ever seen u h f which you should, and uh, Stanley spadowski's mop uh that's all he has a little like short like half size broom that yeah. he got, and he that's like one of his favorite toys, so he walks
0: around the house y'all sweeping, yeah, right he's gonna be amazing when he's eleven, <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe, or he may completely grow out of it. I don't know, I um, hope not. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, the widow tells Old Man Logan to meet her at the Paris bar later, and he does. But some bad guys show up. We get a nice big fight. I either forgot or didn't know that Gorgon can read minds, apparently, because he reads uh, Old Man Logan's narration box.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> As Old Man Logan's fighting the Scarlet Samurai, and he smells something underneath, and it's cherry blossoms and dirt. And he knows who's under there, but he doesn't want to admit it and he gets knocked out and then we see uh, That Silver Samurai was dropped in a dumpster. He gets out um,
0: And he's mad yeah,
1: and Scarlet Samurai is gonna kill old man Logan, but Gorgon's like wait We got to savor it take off your mask and Old man Logan's like Mariko. No to be continued Yeah uh-huh. No! It can't be! <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's what this book does to you. My
1: whiny Empire Strikes back Skywalker voice hurt my throat.
0: No, this book hurt your throat. <laughs> oh, I kind of liked it. And it was okay. I just, All right.
1: What I, do you think of the art? I know you haven't been a huge Diodato fan.
0: <laughs> I liked it Better than I have in the past.
1: I thought it was pretty good. But I am normally a Deodato fan. So no no big surprise there. Um, It didn't
0: completely turn me off.
1: Yeah. I thought the story was better than I expected it to be. Um, Like I said. A lot of parallels to. The Daredevil Electra story. Of having to. To fight your undead lover. Who's been resurrected by the hand. And twisted into an evil version of themselves. By the hand, and how much kind of the emotional weight. I won't lie, totally would rather this be a regular Logan story just because I'm my kind of old man Logan bias has kind of run its course. Um,
0: I would have loved for it to been Rose, his very first oh, wow. love.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This could. This, it kind of depends on how this all ends. If this ends with Mariko being back at the end, that's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if Old Man Logan has to kill her before he rides off into the sunset, that'd be pretty heartbreaking. No, no, no,
0: no. See, you make it Rose, because she was a redhead, and then she can take over as the Phoenix so we can kill off Jean Grey. <laughs> I love that's it. That's some
1: wishful thinking right there. I love it. Um so, I don't know, part of me is kind of like, uh, maybe a retread, I wish I wasn't Old Man Logan, but then part of me is also thinking of the emotional weight of the story, and I don't know, that was a step up from the previous issue. Okay. And I always like seeing a Silver Samurai.
0: I and haven't his. had him in a lot of stories, so I'm... Well, yeah, but
1: he was in that, uh, Japan's Most Wanted. Right. He was great in that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm on Silver Samurai. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Well, all that said, what would you like to grade Old Man Logan number 32?
0: I think you're going to be shocked. Okay. Because I'm going to give it four out of six.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, me too. That was pretty solid. There's some things I wish were maybe a little bit different, but I will say, correcting my memory... Made me not hate the Mariko "quote unquote" reveal that we knew last issue. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, the last issue's cover spoiled it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, it's just it's what Marvel does sometimes, um, not to spoil their own stories. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I I feel like this this book is heading in a better direction, and hopefully, uh, Brisson, who can be a pretty good writer, can keep that up. Okay. So and then hopefully it'll end. <laughs> soon. Please. Well, and this isn't the last soon. story. I know there's a kingpin story coming up after this. Jeez. Um,
0: he's old. Let him retire with uh, dignity. I just
1: I just really hope they don't try to force us to have regular Logan and Old Man Logan coexist. In the no. same same no. universe, same timeline. Not a good idea.
0: No, it's not.
1: But um all right. Well, anyway, before we get to our nominations, I'm going to run over Deadpool versus Old Man Logan number three real fast.
0: Go for it.
1: Go for it. So you can play some Candy Crush or something for just a second. Sweet. Of course, this is written by Declan Shelby with art by Mike Kinderson, Colors by Lee Luffridge. Letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And the cover is by Shelby M. Belair. And the cover is Old Man Logan stabbing his three claws through Deadpool's head. One claw poked through the mask. The other two are stretching the mask out. It's a pretty great cover. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, all right. So remember, they're trying to find Maddie and track her down with this corporation. Uh, was it Gen, Gen X? Gen something. Found her first and kidnapped her. Uh, but Deadpool and o Man Logan are going to try to rescue her course the company is running test Genform form is the name and they're testing maddie trying to test her powers um old man logan gets tired of deadpool yapping his mouth so he cuts his vocal cords which i thought was pretty funny and then but deadpool keeps trying to talk and old man logan's like how can you be even more annoying with no vocal cords um But they find the base, but the base also finds them, sends some soldiers up from the underground base to attack them. But then they also use Maddie to teleport vehicles and try to smash them. So it's kind of like target practice. Um, And they do, they get smashed by a a car. And Old Man Logan cuts his way out, but then they get smashed by a flaming airplane. And uh, Deadpool kind of has like a. Kind of gets, you know, lost in memories as he's trying to heal. So anyway, they get captured. They're in the same room as this Maddie character. And they try to talk her into trying to to do something, teleport something they can use, or teleport them out of there. But she's like, I can only teleport inanimate objects. And Deadpool's like, well, Just try, try something small. So she teleports in a cactus. But old man Logan's like, Nope, fake plant. And Deadpool's like, Oh dang. <laughs> So Old Man Logan tries to cut his way out, he gets shocked and taken away, and they decide, hey, you know, we won't just test Matty. Why pass up this golden opportunity to test the infamous Weapon X? So they try to run some tests, but the Deadpool has a plan, and the plan is for Maddie to teleport things, inanimate objects, on top of the scientists, and it kind of works. But then I don't know what happens at the end here. Uh, Deadpool busts out of the room and he has Wolverine, or Old Man Logan's claws. So I don't know, did Maddie teleport, since they're technically adamantium, right, and, and, and animate, even though there's bone, living bone underneath. I don't know, is that a loophole? I'm not sure. But does she somehow teleport the claws from Old Man Logan to Deadpool? I'm not real sure. But it's pretty funny, he busts out of the room and goes, um... Don't ruin this, Wade. You've always wanted to say this. Snucked. Damn it. I mean, snicked. (laughs) That was kind of funny. Um, Anyway, the art in this book is great. Uh, Henderson and Luffridge make a just very visually appealing book. And the story is fine. Um, It progresses nicely. Uh, I'll give... Deadpool versus Old Man Logan number three. Four out of six claws mostly for the art. You want to flip through it? Because I'm going to talk about the art here in a second. Just kind of look at the art. You don't need to look at the story or anything. But anyway, we're going to wrap up and we're, it's time for our 2017 Wolvie Award nominations. So like I said, we will kind of talking about a few things and then let you guys See if you want to add anything. Um, So first up for Best Wolverine Writer, really kind of, I think it's a shoe-in for Tom Taylor. Okay. Who, of course, is writing All New Wolverine. So if anyone has anything they want to add to that list, any other nominations, let us know. Anybody else you, you can think of? through the year that just really, really did a good job riding Wolverine characters? No. Yeah. Me neither. And uh, we didn't really kind of, we're pretty lukewarm on Lemire, on Old Man Logan, and, yeah. and why I feel like Brisson's run is getting better, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't think it's anywhere near the neighborhood of what Tom Taylor's doing. I agree. So, so if anybody else would like to nominate somebody else for best Wolverine writer for the year, let us know and we'll we'll think about it. Um so Best Artist I have a few nominations here. Um okay. Greg Land from his initial run on the Weapon X reboot. Uh I feel like the art of his career. Um I don't you know. think I read that one. No, we we've talked about that with Dan and Georgie. Okay. Um on the, the resurrection episode. So, um but we were pretty high on it and so I definitely want to nominate that. Um I will nominate and we just talked about Mike Kinderson on Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. I think his art is really good. It's kind of my style, so just really enjoy it. Um I I wanna give a nod to Leonard Kirk, who did okay. uh all new Wolverine this year, um as well. Did kind of the The stories leading up to Orphans of X. Thought he did a really good job. I Um, agree. And then I also want to nominate Juan Cabal, who is currently doing the Orphans of X storyline. Okay. So anyone you just disagree with? No. Anybody you want to add? No. All right. So if anybody else wants to nominate anybody else or have them considered, send it on in to Twitter or Facebook. Um, so for colors, I have three guys I want to nominate. Okay. I want to nominate Frank Martin for his current colors on Old Man Logan. I think he's doing a, a bang-up job. Uh it was the best part of that Hulk story um, were his colors, I thought. Okay. Um, I just really enjoy his colors. Um, and of course he's uh, the reigning uh, Wolvie Award winner for colorist. That's true. From uh. Or is he, or was that two years ago? I don't remember. Um, I would also like to nominate uh, Lee Luffridge for Best Wolverine Colorist, also from Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. And then I would also like to nominate Nolan Woodard from All New Wolverine. Okay. Anybody else you want to add in there?
0: Can't think of anyone.
1: Okay. Uh, I kind of got stuffed on Best Inker. Uh, the only person I could think of that just I thought did like a very noticeably standout job was a Jay shh, Listen, from Weapon X. Because um, a lot of these guys that we've been nominating have been doing their own inks as well. So I don't really know if I want to like double nominate.
0: Yeah. But if you
1: think we should, if you think that's valid, then go ahead and let us know and we'll consider that as well. Or if you have someone else, I'm not thinking of that did a really great job on inks this year. Let me know that as well. But I thought uh, Leeson did uh the inks on the Greg Land art, and I thought they they paired really well. And I thought I thought he helped Land's art also. So I just thought that was a really really good job. Um, letters for best Wolverine letters is going to always be Corey Pettit and Joe Pets. Caramagna. But I think just from the percentage of wolf, uh, the books we do on this podcast, I think it kind of got gonna kind of kind of got to lean to VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Huh? VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo!
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it never fails. I will always vote for VC Corey <laughs> Pettit. That is my vote every year.
1: Yeah. And so I have to admit something here. Uh oh. I did not take as good a notes this year. Um
0: For sure. And I know there's some
1: other ones I'm forgetting. But I kind of feel like my favorite snicked by far
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the seeing red snicked where they use Laura's claws to make both the I and the K from all New Wolverine number twenty seven, which would be by Tom Taylor. Juan Cabal and Nolan Winard. That was a good one. It was a great one. They even used it for the cover image on the episode a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, And I know there's other really good ones too. If you think there's one that stacks up to that, send it our way and I'll revisit it. Um, Also, if anybody remembers a single snack from 2017, uh, if you let me know, it'll probably win. Because I don't remember seeing any
0: snacks isn't that what i ate during our podcast yes yeah just in.
1: right all right so i'm gonna pull out my phone here because i took some, some screenshots for denise because i didn't really give her time to do a lot of homework on this
0: you gave me zero time <laughs> i'm just gonna throw you under the bus yeah
1: Well, like i said not much um all right so if you start right here So we're going to talk about best Wolverine cover. So we have all new Wolverine number 20 by Adam Kubert, which is our profile of when Gabby gets her costume. Okay. Kind of a Batman and Robin cover, but I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, we have all new Wolverine number 24 by Linnell Francis Yu, which is a pretty great, almost monochromatic black and white cover of Wolverine screaming.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we have new Wolverine number 26 by the Dodsons, which is a recent cover. Really love the the colors on that as well, with the purple hues and stuff. But it's her running through the snow from the facility. Yeah. Being chased. That was a great cover. Um, yeah. We have Astonishing X-Men number three by Edmund Guinness, which is kind of the Wolverine progression. Um, so that's there. Again, the color really works on that one as well. Yeah, and the little the little adamantium skeleton in the sand also catches the eye. Yeah, and then the last nominee for best Wolverine cover for 2017 is Deadpool versus Old Man Logan number two by Declan Shalvey and Jordy Belair. and it's just a, I really like the stark white backgrounds on this series.
0: I like the big number two up in the corner. Yeah, I do
1: too. I like that too, and then. You know, this is the one where Old Man Logan and Deadpool are kind of off off to the side of the cover almost, falling yeah. through the air and the rubble and stuff. This was a really eye-catching cover. And so that is our 2017 Wolvie Award nominations. Like I said, if you have anything else you want to nominate that we missed or you feel like we left out, please, please, please send it to us on Twitter and or Facebook In the next week or so, and we'll definitely consider it before we get ready to actual actually do the awards. Yep. All right. Any closing thoughts for the episode?
0: I can't wait for Old Man Logan to end. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) But it's getting better, right? Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, Denise, where can people find you? Where? I'm talking too fast tonight. You are. Where can People find you online.
0: Wow, that was almost sloth slow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was the best part of uh, Zootopia.
0: The sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Venable.
1: Yep. All right. And for the podcast that goes snicked, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Snickcast you can like the Facebook page and if you're interested in show notes and stuff, that is at snickcast.podbean.com and so there'll probably be one more episode between now and the awards show, maybe even a couple, depending on if we can find time over the holiday weekend to watch a movie.
0: (laughs) We're going to try.
1: We're going to try, no promises. Um, But we will do it in the next few weeks yeah right can we can we at least commit to that
0: I've told you if we come in the bedroom turn it on and hold the mics I'm good
1: all right sounds good so we'll get that out soon and then we'll uh, Dan is ready to come back to our resurrection episodes just in time for the real resurrection we'll be talking about the gene the Phoenix book so um, and of course you know the other other books <laughs> that we've been talking about on there and I have, I'm also going to commit to 2018 getting flashbacks back on track. So, but anyway, very early into the year, Denise and I will reconvene and do the award show. And, um, so we'll see you then.
0: See you then.
1: All right. Well, hugs and snicks, everybody. Until next time. See you later. Bye-bye. And snack.